Hi, it's Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're back in Atlanta. We're at Backpack Stage in our second home, the Laughing Skull Lounge. We had a great week this week with shows here. Really awesome. Um, our last day in Atlanta uh, for a while. And so we are here with uh, one of our great friends here, um, who spoke with us last time. And then we have a lost podcast with you, Ian. That we didn't get to, because uh, we actually did it on stage. Yeah, yeah, we did a um, live action. Was that on Sunday? The Sunday? It was, yeah, it was like, the yeah. Sunday night. It He's our Sunday. Sunday boy. Yeah. He's our Sunday, not, not our Saturday boy, but our Sunday boy. Yeah, Sunday boy. And like we That's had... usually involves brunch, so you can tell that I'm good for that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what is Sunday the gay... boy is like, you get a meal, too. What, what is I mean? the gay thing about brunch? Uh, brunches is that if gay people were to take over the world... We would solve all of um, humanity's problems with brunches. So because it's like, like church. It's like I mean, church. You say it in your you do your you have your in your act. You talk about Jesus and his twelve boyfriends, and that Who Last Supper was probably brunch. a brunch. It's totally a brunch. I mean, you, <laughs> a champagne. You brunch. can't sit all on one side of the table at a dinner. That's a brunch thing. You know what I mean? Like you can't. It just looks weird. But what is it like about the brunch thing? I mean, it's like the meal most for me most associated with gayness. Yeah. Well, I think that. Um, there was probably a time where we weren't welcome to go to churches, or we just didn't feel like going to churches. Um, but we still wanted to get together. So but it was that like early. not that early. Yeah, and reach altered states of so let's fullness. Do it at, let's and, do it at bright. Let's yeah, do it right yeah. in between. Yeah, you know. And I think part of it in the South is, of course, you can't drink until twelve thirty. So that like that whole Sunday afternoon is just a wash, you know. But that's you get the weird, on abstemious like thing. Um, it's very frustrating to me. Um, I am a drinker who I drink all day long. I don't really get that drunk, hopefully. Yeah. But in general, I don't have any time like where I have to start yeah. or when I have to stop. Yeah. You know, and it to me it's sort of like an even keel sort of thing. Yeah. Either just don't it, like it's never going to be all or nothing. Not get so wasted, I can't do anything. But you know, never have like a sort of a cuff, cutoff point or never completely esteemious like it is here. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, I don't. I think that the like, if you're truly like an alcoholic or whatever, and the only thing that's going to prevent you from drinking on Sunday morning is the law, that's not going to get you into church. So mm-hmm. you know, and that's really what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be observing that, you know, the the law saying, and in, in, in you know, basically telling you, we really want you to be in church in the morning. So we're going to stop serving at this time, and we're only going to start serving after church is over. And that's where those laws come from. That's right. It was. Yeah. A, it, are, are they? In Texas, the, the, the blue laws. What yeah, they I hear? mean, they still, I think they still fall under that category. Yeah. Um, I used to live in South Carolina, and in South Carolina, they used to only serve mini bottles. So, like, to watch a bartender was just, like, to make drinks at a gay club on them. It was just a pile of, like, empty uh, little mini bottles of vodka behind them, just kind of, <laughs> like, rising up through the night, you know? Is that, that in just at all times they could only yeah, serve Yeah, I think they changed ones? that, but that was the case back in the 90s when I used to wow. be rolling around Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. But then it's like... Um, it, this thing where uh, why does why does church have to be as ab- abstemious or ab- abstinent? What is the what is the point of that? Um, thank you. That sort of idea too. Why don't they just serve alcohol in church? Because I, I think. Well, I mean, um, I guess they do to yeah. some extent with communion. Yeah, well, but it's my, not like it's not like set up. Yeah, my mom's no. Catholic. So, <laughs> set ups, you know. set ups provided. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my mom's Catholic and. And the only other churches we ever went to were Episcopal churches, so alcohol was always kind of like encouraged, really. In, yeah. In my family, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think that brunches, for sure, for gay people, are kind of like the uh, de facto religion. Mm-hmm. I think. 
And is it what what is served that makes it so it's not strictly breakfast foods? Yeah. And well, it's, it's not like strictly breakfast. like lunch fare. You yeah. can get a bit a bit of both off the menu. Yeah. So you can have eggs or a sandwich. Mm-hmm. There should be liquor or, or mimosas at the <laughs> very least. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't call it a brunch if you're someone who isn't drinking. But it's 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 a very um sexuality neutral idea but it has been very what more adopted by the gay community i guess is so. it, is or that, associated is that our point? like so we, i think we are like so it's a stereotype that's being assigned but it's also something that we co-op at the same time because okay. i even make the joke you know if we took over the world the first thing we do is throw a big fancy brunch and that would fix everything you know yeah we'd Everybody sit down at brunch and yeah. let's hash this shit out. Yeah, exactly. Now, have you ever... So that go- table of brotherhood that Dr. MLK Jr. is talking about, it's a brunch. <laughs> it's a fancy brunch. Do you know that table of brotherhood where we're all sitting together on yeah, the yeah, yeah. shining city on it's the hill? It's a brunch. It's a brunch. There's bottomless mimosas and um, stuffed French toast. Now, you know what you also can't do on a Sundays is uh, you can't get a Chick-fil-A. Now, I can't get a Chick-fil-A any day because I'm not going to go. Yeah. But if I wanted one on a Sunday, I couldn't because they're also telling you to be in church. Yep. I used to and be with, your, be with your families. When I was in high school, I worked at a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, th- did we talk about that? We may have maybe talked so. about that. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. And, um, you but know, you can't get one and that's when you want one. It's, it's, well, that's when you would want one, right? Yeah. On a Sunday. Well, that's God. That's, I think that's God's like, you know, they're pretty good, aren't they? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well. He makes it on Sunday. You crave one. Because, yeah, they're That's the good. one day that you can't have one, but yeah. then they... You know, it's like their um, attitudes are so viciously homophobic, and yeah. it's such a disgusting company that I... Well, Dan and Kathy, I don't know if the company... Like, I don't... Like, if you went into a store... Because there's gay people still working at chick Right, places, right, you know I mean? right. And, and I don't think that that's the... It's not on the level of if you went in and self-identified as gay that someone behind the counter would be like, you know, I rebuke you, gay demon, or anything. You know what I mean? Right. They just but would, they Dan and Kathy... Yeah. Yeah, Dan Kathy himself. He it's sucks. it's it's the company itself that actually gives money to organizations mm-hmm. that fight against yes. the yes. Uh, marriage equality. Like AFA is the number one that they give money to. That really I think somewhere here hurts. driving about, I think I saw n- like next door to each other a, a Chick Fil A and a Starbucks, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is interesting to me because they both have diametrically opposed philosophical ideas, mm-hmm. or at least at least they're maybe not the stores but the companies. Yeah. Chick-fil-A gives money to fight marriage equality and Starbucks gives money, or at least in Washington State, to um, to help it. Yeah. And actually did help it in Washington State. Yeah. So I wonder how they get along. I mean, it, I yeah, I don't know because it's probably not, it's not the individuals working at the places. It's yeah. just, or, or it's just even, nice to see it. It's yeah. a cool thing. It's kind of funny, like a yin-yang, <laughs> weird <laughs> fast food, caffeine, yin-yang thing. Well, and all those service, like all those. So I, I didn't work for uh, for um, Starbucks, but for years I worked for one called Caribou Coffee, that was kind of in the southeast and out of mm-hmm. Minneapolis. Um, and all those industries are just like, I mean, like Chick Fil A being against uh, homosexuality is like being against their own workforce. Do you yes, because I mean? any service industry, even if it's handing somebody a fried chicken sandwich through a window. Is like riddled with homosexuality. I mean, we're just right. everywhere. I love riddled, you riddled know? with it. That's brilliant. Riddled with it. Just letter. We're everywhere. Like it's the I call it the web of gayness uh-huh. um, because we're distributed like in even pockets throughout society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe we're not represented like in the Congress or whatever, like you know, out of the closet or anything. But um, but we're there. Gay people are. Everywhere. Oh, for sure, you know? certainly. For, so that, yeah, I think that there is like an equal. No matter where you go, there's going to be an about ten percent of the population. Who's going to be gay, whether they admit it or not, yeah. whether they uh, appear to be, yeah. 
or not, but they're just going to exist there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of natural. Yeah. The odds of the natural world. Yeah, but I would say this percentage of service jobs are like probably like at least one in three people oh, yeah. serving you were probably gay, or at least had a hand job at some point in their life. You know? Yeah. Well, like I had a um, hand job, is yeah, that what you said? or had a homosexual experience, like you know, I had a gay hand job. Yeah, something. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, but Brent was talking about how um, he was at some drive-through, and they were like at like um, closing time, and yeah. then Brent did the time was like at ten thirty or whatever, and um, the guy serving them at the window was uh, was still working, and then Brent says, "Oh, you know, you're you're off now. It's ten thirty. and then the guy goes, "Doubt," <laughs> <laughs> like down. Not really? doubt, but down. Yeah. Down. He said, and slammed the window shut. Wow. <laughs> like he could let it out now. Yeah. That's down. Funny. Like he was down. Like wow. let her down, but it was just down. That's so funny. Down. <laughs> down. And that, um, I, I think they, they did get their order, but yeah. as soon as they got their order, it was down. Down. Because Brent So this them. person had to hide who they really were until they were off, off the clock. Yeah. Off yeah. the clock and then on the cock. Ah. There you go. That's it. <laughs> That'd be a T-shirt, right? right? Off the clock. I'm, on the I'm, clock. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm off the clock while I'm on the. I'm off the clock while I'm on the clock. It's right. Well, that's pretty close to dick clock, isn't it? It's pretty close. It, it is. Well, that's a, it's a different concept, but yeah, but but it's hiding it. Yeah. It it is it is kind of like um, but it it is kind of this thing where in the South in general there is this idea that you have to follow the rules and you have to get married and you have to have kids and you have to just be this um to uh make the culture survive or make the whatever you do when you're sort of off you know off the off the clock yeah you you know you there's a great amount of secrecy i mean this is less and less of course in the city of atlanta yeah but certainly true for uh, outlying areas of the south well it's definitely the case like i mean when i when i worked at chick-fil-a i was obviously still in the closet and like um but it wasn't like they were like you know outwardly i don't remember anyone ever saying anything about gay people um, but women seem to get like like the way that they treated the women, like the way the owner operator treated the women in the in the organization. It's kind of like I always like what I took away from it was is that they were a little like you know misogynistic. And, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The practices, and that could have just been the '90s at the time where I was, and you know. Yeah. But that was my impression was like the you know the owner operator really kind of was like the you know the head of the cult in a way mm-hmm. kind of talking down and like you know tending to his flock um, mm-hmm. I don't know I just remember that there was a manager she had this is before they would have had healthcare or anything um, even offered at Chick-fil-A but uh, she had uh, cold sores and uh, instead of like treating the cold sores with anything they would just do a prayer during the shift oh my god that's so weird cold sores would be like that's so weird yeah and I swear and you know and, I'm, and I say this and obviously I'm a comedian so I'm making a joke but I swear it was like those prayers were like angering God because like by the end of her shift like her <laughs> lips would just be even, like worse and more like you know what I mean and it was like this just God just send her to the freaking you know send her to the, to the I would sit there and pray can these please people can they discover modern medicine please you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you know just the I don't know it was just insane to me that did you would, hold hands during the prayer circle I didn't I would just I would, especially you know with somebody who had cold yeah. <laughs> I was just I would just always contagious be, maybe yeah, exactly exactly I'd and be, she's a girl I'd just be over there eating free nuggets because that's kind of what I did though. I would be like down down calls her down I'd be quitting down <laughs> but that's so weird um, to be in a prayer, prayer circle that's weird. that is so weird but that, but that's another as, aspect of religion too because for for ever and ever and ever, most religions are so anti-women. Yeah, 
and keep women down. Don't let women be priests. Cover your women from head to toe. Make them walk ten paces behind you. It's just such a, a an anti woman thing, and it manifests right. even in in the workplace well, the where they Genesis, where they I mean, follow the everything. God made everything in the universe, and then when it's time to make woman, he uses leftovers. What is that about? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Really like it's just the ultimate critique on how like God's view of woman is is like, well, I'm just gonna there's some scraps over here. You know, I'm gonna make everything else just from scratch, but woman. You know, let's get some rib meat. And, you know, just the idea of that. It's too. like a McNugget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. Hush up McRib, you know, like that. Total McRib. Yeah. But it's like, I think what what is weird is um that the whole uh, idea of a prayer circle of like thinking that you can pray over something and that it'll be somehow better or I don't know what. Yeah. I guess it. I don't know. Maybe it's just like aligning your intention. Maybe that's the new age way to look at yeah. it. But. It's pretty like invasive. Of attraction kind of. Well, just the idea that, like, you know, well, it, it, I make the joke when I when I do stand up. I just talk about Tim Tebow talking about praying for touchdowns. Like, how mm-hmm. selfish is that? Like, if you really believe in God, you got to know He's got so much more to do than handle like the shift prayer uh, for the lunch shift at the Chick Fil A in yeah. Century City. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not like you know. To me, it's like you know, keep the line clear because we're right now at threat level orange at all times. So <laughs> God is like our only hope. So can you not ask for touchdowns or like you know, uh, get so rid of weird. your herpes cold sores? Was it a mandatory thing that everybody had to pray? No, or it was no, just it was a very like but let's all like, get together and like frowned upon. Kind if of. you didn't, you would be kind of ostracized anyway. Well, though, right? I was already kind of on the like I was over there like you know just one blowjob away from becoming a full swung homosexual anyways. Oh, so, so you weren't quite in uh, I was, you, you I was weren't, in you the weren't closet, completely... but I was still kind of like, you know, they knew. Like they, I don't think they knew, but it was like, I obviously didn't fit in with the... Do you know what I mean? Everybody knew there was praying, something. And I'm just like, I can't believe you guys are... Just get her some medicine. You know, like that's... Yeah. yeah they were yeah, already yeah, looking yeah. at me like I was a crazy person. Yeah, you with your science. Yeah. The critique on me there was that they had me work reg, which was a girl's job. So that was like work. What, well, work register, reg- register. register. So I worked register, and that's like the like at the time, like you know, you like it was a manly pursuit to make the chicken sandwiches, and it was a feminine pursuit to take the money and hand them to people. Apparently, really. So they would put me on like drive through and reg, and that's like, you know, I was the bitch of that store. Like, woman's you know? work. Yeah, totally woman's work. But I didn't care. I was just like. Yeah. But it's like um yeah, it, it is such a huge industry, especially in Peachtree City. Yeah, that's where the headquarters are, um, and then my. Uh, where I work for Drop Dead Diva, our um, set is on the, um, it, it's sort of in the same building yeah. as the uh, Chick-fil-A headquarters. Yeah. And so we often have to go in and shoot there. And it's weird about that show because everybody that works on that show is gay. Yeah, I mean, that, not the uh, people starring in it, but the people who are writing it, who are running the show, the production, and it's such a weird thing because it's such a queer production. Yet... We are our landlords are yeah. Chick Fil A and and uh, Dan Kathy yeah. and he will come by every now and again every year and give everybody um, sandwich cards <laughs> and it's so weird because I'm like why do you he comes down and everybody's gay yeah. and everybody's um you know like very uh you know kind of like. Sort of a little bit weirded out that yeah. we're all there, but we kind of don't have a yeah. choice because we're renting. It's yeah. like, so we don't really know what to do. Yeah. And then he's there and he's like trying to become friends with everyone. And it's so 
So he doesn't really believe all those things that he says. Well, you know, in a lot of those organizations, okay, so the, the, he gives money to the AFA, and the AFA does a lot of terrible stuff. But the they AFA also is, do is the American Family Organization. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I can't name all the I don't know them all. Off right. I'm not, uh, uh, like, I can't remember, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's... Um, but a lot of those organizations do a lot of other things, and some of the money that they use also goes. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't. I doubt in in the way that the way that the Kathy family appeared to me, like at the time of when I worked there, that he's like, you know, just doing that to give them. Like, so the money that they're given is to benefit other things, I'm sure. And to him, uh, he probably doesn't know any gay people, so there's no cost mm-hmm. to what he does whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like. He's yeah. the kind of person that probably lives in such an insulated world that the idea that what he does hurts a gay person is like uh, something that the left is throwing and labeling him with. You know but what I mean? But he's made like, comments, yeah. though. He, he has made yeah. comments. Well, he has yeah. made comments. And I can't tell you what they were, so I don't, don't know. But he's made comments that it's not right. Yeah. They I mean, don't want to support it. It's, yeah. it's that it's against the Bible. And, yeah. um, you know, he made a comment that was deleted by Chick-fil-A later, yeah, yeah. Um, right when Domo was overturned. Just about how some some sort of it was against the Bible. I mean, that's the general nature yeah. of his his you know kind of sort of his message. Yeah. But at the same time, he is kind of a showbiz guy. I mean, he really does yeah. know gay people. Yeah. Whether he he acts like it or not. Yeah. He do, and he's perfectly happy to take their money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for that's sure. the thing. They'll perfectly take, happy. Yeah, they'll always take their money. And when when all this went down, like when we when it was finally like I can't go to Chick Fil A anymore. What I did was I wouldn't figure out how much I spent at Chick-fil-A. And I started making like a reoccurring donation to a charity. Oh, that's so great. So like instead of eating there, and I've eaten there a couple times since then. I can't. I mean, I've lived in the South since? long. Yeah, since? I can't. I mean, it's like I don't eat there on the regular ever. But there's occasions where it's like, I want that chicken sandwich, you know. It is really good yeah, in the morning. It's, 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 you, can't get, it's, you can't get any chicken uh, somewhere else? Well, I would say, well, it used to be I ate there like twice a month. I eat, I've eaten there maybe twice in the last two years. So it's definitely like a... And but you I know, uh, Zaxby's comparable. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to feel the shame. <laughs> well, sometimes, Zaxby's pretty good. Sometimes I wonder There's where no the money guilty. goes anyway. I mean, yeah. it, you know, in the 80s, it was Coke supported South Africa and Pepsi. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like, it is hard at yeah. some point to go, well, I'll just, you know, I won't, I won't ever eat or drink anything. Yeah. You know, well, I would it's think that Dan Kathy would have a bigger issue with... I think there's a big implication in, in, the, in the mystique or the story of Drop Dead Diva that God is gay. Because he's like mm-hmm. sending people back to Earth for like to work out r- romantic entanglements. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you got unfinished drama, so you need to like that's such a gay god like kind of thing to do in my right, opinion. right. Like it's God true. is like you ain't done yet, and oh, uh-huh. let me send back this other. You know, like I don't know. To me, when I watch that show, there's almost like a in my mind, I imagine who God is in that universe as a gay man. I you know, know I know. Do you know what Margaret's uh, character's name is on the show? You know what I didn't know for a long time? I don't. I don't. Because <laughs> you're well, literally like, here's the papers. I know. I don't do anything. Um, well, I thought I knew my ter- name was Terry. Terry. But I only found out this year that my last name is Lee. I didn't even know for like six years. Ter- she said, because I, I, we talked about it with, yeah. some, with, with somebody, with one of the, some person on, on one of the previous episodes. And uh, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what my last name was. And then now I've since caught up on all the episodes except for the recently broadcast ones. Yeah. And I've seen at least six or seven episodes where she goes, my name's Terry Lee. <laughs> 
But I didn't even know. She just didn't pay attention. Because I didn't pay attention because it doesn't go into my brain. Yeah. Because um, you know, usually like if I'm if I have lines on that show, which I almost never do. Yeah. They'll write. They'll have me looking at a computer screen or reading them off an iPad or reading some information off a notepad because I don't pay any attention yeah. to anything I do. I mean, I literally have no idea what's happening. Uh, I don't learn my lines. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, so you're no, like the Tilbula Rasa. You're just a blank slate. A blank slate they that they... present it to you and you can... Yeah, well, I yeah. do it. But that, that, that part of my reasoning for doing that is because that character is like that because that character is not supposed to know that she's reincarnated. It's not supposed to know that she's dead. It's not supposed to know any of the other backstory that's yeah. going no, on. you don't know it. Yeah, that's right. I'm not supposed to. And yeah. I, I, I'm not supposed to also know what's happening in the courts. Yeah. And I, I, I have like this actually very method way of going about it. So <laughs> you just don't know. I just don't know. You do, you, she's also not supposed to know her last name. Yeah, that, then then now, well, that's just sheer stupidity. <laughs> I mean, that's just out out now laziness because I don't. Fantastic. My dad was an extra care. on um, Drop Dead Diva. Oh, he um, was. He was. He was in one of the courts. He was the. I call it him the creepy prowler because he's kind of got like a little finger action, kind of like uh, Bob Dole. So he has his hand a little bit this way. Oh, okay. Um, but he was on it, and then, like, right afterwards, um, he called me and was like, I think I'm going to start taking some acting classes. Oh, and, good. Yeah, no, he's, like, he's retired. Uh, well, he that's good, the, He was in the middle. No, but it's just like... He, he got the bug. He did the extra work, and now yeah. he's ready to be. And then my mom uh, yesterday told me um, that she wants to be a clown. Like, so she's retired oh. as a school teacher, and now she wants to go to hospitals, dress as a clown, and, like... That's sort of nice. That's yeah. sweet. Really nice. But it like totally like is incongruent with how my mom was <laughs> with us growing up. Because she's always very like stern and proper. So and now, now she's she going to be a clown. Now she wants to be a clown. So. But then you see there's other sides to people, you know. Yeah. There's other There's other things they can do. Maybe yeah. she can go along with Brent to one of his gigs. Well, you know, I was thinking about maybe that's who she needs to talk to. Because she, like, she was saying, well, I want to look like an elegant clown. I'm like, I don't really get... Elegant yeah, clown. Like she's gonna be like some like kind of in, a bo- in a bowl she's gown. Be, yeah. She's gonna be some kind of French clown. I don't. Uh. There might be. There might be. A, I don't know. There. There's all different kinds of clowns. Supposedly, if you are a clown, you have your clown makeup, yeah. and then you you paint it on an egg, and then the egg goes into some kind of clown registry somewhere, and that is your copyright. That's your face. Yeah, it's your face. And oh, it, they should do that with drag queens. It's they should do that with drag queens, but it's a very very serious clown yeah. business. If you go that, I I think that I don't know why I know that. Yeah. But I think That's that is to be true that if you do, if you are officially a clown, you do have to copyright your your look. Yeah. I wonder if Kiss had to do that. That'd be cool. I don't know if they're clowns. No, but I'm sure some clowns have ripped them off. I wonder if the I wonder if the uh, insane the insane clown posse, clown posse had to do that. <laughs> never clowns? done it. Like it would be so. It would be. They, they didn't be do so it. Anti juggalo to do it though. Well, my mom, like she was saying, I, I want to get the outfit, and I was like, well, I don't think Talbots make some clown suits. I don't know. Like you know, she, they might. She's gonna want like a pantsuit clown suit. I think that would be cute. It would be cute. I would be I would be into it. What do you think of the juggle? You're you're. We talked um, about the juggles. We don't really know very much. I don't know. Much I don't about really them. know much about it, but it freaks me out. Like the look of it, and like so anybody who'd be willing to like paint their face like that and kind of like go to school would be somebody that when I was in high school I'd be like, yeah, I'll leave you alone. No, I'm not gonna fuck with you. Do they paint their faces for like? Um, is it with the insane compass? It's Slipknot that wears masks, right? Yeah, yes. Slipknot wears the masks. So and the, like kind of horror. I get a little confused. It's like Slipknot, and then there's Buckethead. Different. He's yeah. a he's a famous guitar player, and he always he sort of has face covered, head covered. Yeah. And then with a 
with a bucket of what? With just a, I don't, I don't know. A, like a KFC type, like that uh, idea uh, of a bucket? I'm not well, more sure. More like a spooky, evil looking bucket, I think. Uh, maybe it's like, like a pail? Yeah, it has like holes in it so you can see, I think. That'd yeah. Be, that's commitment, okay. But yeah. he was, I think he was in Guns N' Roses. He was in Guns N' Roses for a while, I don't know if he still is. He, he was like the Slash yeah. replacement, right? Yeah, he's supposedly the best uh, guitar player in the world, but yeah. also totally um, mysterious and he was a buckethead. Yeah. But then it, it's confusing because then I think Insane Clowns Posse, Slipknot, and then because they all sort of have a sort of a horror, yeah. uh, uh, Jason from Friday the 13th, Mike Myers thing. Well, they Whatever. all should be dotted line to like Guar because I think that that's probably oh. like the stage rock. Like, like we used to see Guar back in the day, like at the Masquerade, and yeah. he'd be covered in fake blood. Oh, they're my and friends. They, yeah. oh, that's amazing. My friends are Guar. It's insanity because that's like to me like that. I remember like that was like I'd say, I, that kind of concert was like the. I don't know if they will if they do that the same way that they, they used do. to. Do, do they still do? They the, do. Oh, um, I did their show uh, in uh, at Bonnaroo a couple of years ago, and they were so darling, and um, and it actually was scary to be in their dressing room. Yeah. But it was it was also kind of ridiculous because they're all eight feet tall with yeah. the giant costumes and they look like yeah. monsters, but they have baked lays. Yeah, baked lays. You know they have like. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have no fried chips in here. <laughs> there's salsa and Tostitos, <laughs> just like every other band yeah. in the world. You know, there's throat yeah. coat. There's nothing really that. It's not even fake blood. It's actually salsa. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very cute. Like, yeah. it, and, you know, they try to be um, intimidating and they come and they breathe heavy on yeah. you, but they also are conscious they're going to they're gonna be breathing on people. So then when they breathe out, it's very minty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the the most it's like an Altoids breeze. So it's it's like hot demon breath, but it's delightful. It's hot minty, yeah. and it's like you know they they really are conscious of they they know they're gonna be breathing down your neck, and so they t- they brush their teeth and floss and yeah, stuff. That's awesome. It's a lot of it's a lot of um, like you know gum, breath mint, Tic Tacs, yeah. Mentos, Mentos, that's Listerine. <laughs> They're so. They're so conscious. Yeah. I mean, they're very nice guys and um, and a great show. Yeah. You know, those are like one of those people that you, you got to see over and over. Yeah. You get drenched. We look like you had left like some kind of crime scene. There's like the Tate LaBianca La murders at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. So we're oh, like driving yeah. home and just, it's just, because we, were, we weren't, like when I, back then I would go and get right in the front row and be like, if I didn't get squirted by every uh, spray of blood I felt like I was being robbed or something well yeah <laughs> you got yeah it's like you gotta get drenched yeah. right yeah what uh what what are you into what uh, well so you're into that 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 was when you're younger was, I'm kind of was like, that I'm like really, a big I'm sort a big, of like well I'm a big like I'll go to any kind of live show really and, and back then um anything that was free I would go to so like if somebody like I always knew somebody who was working for creative loafing or the radio station or whatever so anytime anybody was like hey I got tickets to blah I would go so guar isn't really in my you know, I make playlists and I'm like, you know, this, this playlist is yeah. not enough guar on it. But um, but I would say probably like, you know, like uh, New Wave. Um, I was really into like the Smiths and the oh, yeah. Cure and Depeche yeah. Mode and um, uh, Yaz. Oh, God. Um, you know, Erasure. Yaz, we talked about Manchester Yaz. music. This, you know? Yeah, earlier Stone this Roses, week we were talking that. about, yeah. I love Stone Roses too, yeah. but Yaz is a great, Yaz, yeah. well, Yazoo and Yaz. Yeah, well, Alison um, Boye just in general, I feel like. She's great. I, I don't know. I I, there's something about like big, like kind of chunky women that I mm-hmm. really identify with. So she's kind of she's in that great. like really brassy kind of like those videos, especially like back from the '80s. She's not like incredibly 
like um, glamorous or sophisticated, yeah. but she, like her attitude and how she is. I'm well, she's like, beautiful, yeah. and her voice is so melodic. And yeah. um, you know, do you ever see that? Uh, it was a French and Saunders where. Um, do you remember French and Saunders? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like the song French and Saunders where um, Don French purposely told Alison Moyet like where the studio like it is, was in a different place so she could sing the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the ones from the way back in the day. Like, yeah, and this A&E. was like Alison Moyet yeah. was like coming like she's like uh, completely wet hair and she's why did you tell me that it was there? <laughs> what did you tell me? And Don's like it's because I wanted to sing the song. It's not your song to sing. <laughs> <laughs> they were so yeah. they were so funny. Um, but I met I met uh, Allison. I, I'm friends with Dawn, yeah. and so they did a play together yeah. in London. And so I met Allison briefly backstage, and she was so nice. And yeah. you know, she in the in the play she sings like kind of um, acapella yeah. middle, and her voice is the power of it. It's like wow. it's so velvety and yeah. rich. And but Vince is great too. Uh, it, who, yeah. yeah, who's the other part yeah. of um, who well, I, I I love him? Um, yeah, Depeche Mode, Erasure, Erasure, yeah, 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 he's, he's awesome. Me and my brother had this big argument like a couple years ago because he like he likes all that music, where he was confusing Vince Clark and Jimmy Somerville, and like it was like oh. we like literally almost ended up like in fisticuffs because we didn't have a phone so, like we could look it up. Because <laughs> he was like, no, Vince Clark was the one who sang, you know, whatever, and I'm like, you're crazy, you know. Like how dare you! I know. I know. I mean, I I can see. I'm getting a little upset about it too. But I think that they're both equally. I love Jimmy Somerville. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It was just a matter of he was swapping songs, and I was just like, I know you got got it really wrong. You you were stealing those records from my record collection. I'm like, well, I know I'm better than you. You know, like um, you've changed. You had kids. You know, like we're just having a full on like 80s new wave bitch fight about music yeah um yeah. yeah and then like his wife had to step in and be like you two are grown adults do you remember your grown adults guys were all like, <sighs> <laughs> you know, like uh, who is like the best 80s new wave do you think what's your uh, favorite well i guess they're technically now called jangle pop but the smiths i would say the smiths yeah 100 like percent all day i used to just lay around listening to freaking um uh the queen is dead on uh, my my tape recorder, my, my Sony Walkman mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, just being, I always say erstwhile is the word I use, but erstwhile, just being mm-hmm. all like full of malaise and whatnot in a, like eighth, ninth grade, just the Smiths always. Yeah, we love, we love, we love yeah. Morrissey too. I mean, it's just... Um, yeah, Morrissey amazing, of course. But. How much sadness and introspection is he responsible for? Oh, How much? I mean, almost like self-willed sadness. Like, I've got to make myself sad. <laughs> so I had a crush on a boy, though, and um, he was, like, visiting for the summer, so he was, like, from, like, the University of Virginia or whatever, and I can't even remember his name, but we wrote each other um, Smith's lyrics. Like, that was kind of, like, the to flirtation. Each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How gay and sad. I mean, it's just That's so sad. sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah, People except, are so obsessed with that. So we kind of hooked up a little bit. And then he sent me, I can't remember what he sent me, but he sent me a, a lyric that was kind of like, we need to slow things down. I can't remember what lyric it was. So I sent him the lyrics to Accept Yourself, and he was, and then I never heard from him again. <laughs> too much. I just went too far. <laughs> but people, they write, they're obsessed. They're yeah. of the whole thing. You know? Well, you know, I you never saw check, them. check my blog. You like, know my blog, yeah. um, uh, Frightening Verse to a Bucktooth Girl in Luxembourg. <laughs> Dot blogspot dot blog de blog. My Tumblr. I want to open up um, a Smith uh, inspired flan shop though. It's going to be called This Charming Flan. (laughs) 
yeah. yeah. Really good. But I mean, it, it, have you have you seen them? Did you see them as a Smith? Did you see them? No, as I only, as I've only seen Morrissey. I've seen Johnny Marr when he toured with I can't remember what band it was now, but the Healers maybe. Um, so I've never seen them together. No. Uh-huh. Um, so big regret, of course. But you know, I was just too young, I think. And you yeah. know, at the time, I had never seen him perform. So it wasn't until I was like in my 30s that I rented like from Netflix like the the top of the pops performances. Oh yeah. And if I had seen it like in the 80s, he was so gay acting that I probably would have been it would have been too much self-loathing. Like I would have watched him prance around on stage and been like I can't like this mm-hmm. anymore. Because Did I remember have watching it going Gladiola wow. in his back pocket wow. and his yeah. jeans. I know. Yeah. Or, the, or, so the, or he was wearing like the um like the, the, the dangling like brooch type necklace and then he had a tree branch in his back pocket for one of the performances it wasn't even Gladiola it was just a oh, branch yeah? it was just a tree branch and he's like doing his thing in a blouse just blousing it he's so fierce yeah he's fabulous he's so fierce I mean it's just um, but you know the, 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 he gets a little bit like um, he, I guess he gets a little sick so he's cancelled a bunch of dates and they totally um, need to make a movie like, I was so upset. Like, I love 24-Hour Party People. Great movie. Oh, it's But, like, they referenced them for just that little second. Right. And I would, to- I would love to see, like, that style of movie made about the Smiths would be just... I don't know who would play... Um, maybe Robert Pattinson. I don't know. Who oh, yeah. That, that would be a good Morrissey. Um, who would play Johnny Moore? No. Hmm. Every time Johnny I see, Moore. like, a really hot Hispanic guy, like, with a Morrissey haircut, I don't know what the deal is. But it's like there's something about like I see a lot of like Hispanic guys with those undercuts these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, you know, hot Mexican Morrissey bear. This is like the uh, best. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> no, but best. it's a it's a style. Yeah, it's a definite. Totally. I mean, the, the the you know when you go to um, see Morrissey in L.A., it's such a huge Latino like audience, and it's just they love him so. Yeah. Much and he really is be kind of beloved in Mexico yeah. mm-hmm. as sort of this Mexican icon, and it's such a trip because he couldn't be you know any far, farther away. It's, you know Britain and so yeah. British too, yeah. and uh, I wonder what the you know. But they 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 really identify that that, that Marilyn Manson, the huge yeah. um, oh really Marilyn Manson, yeah. huge Latino kid like the the sort of like new audience almost. Yeah. Oh wow, they're younger and more. Um, I don't know. They're just it, it. It's so interesting how it'll like sweep up a kind of subculture within um, ethnic context too. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, it's, and to see like another generation kind of bring it in and and like I listen to people in their early twenties talk about like Velvet Underground and stuff, and I think uh-huh. wow. Uh, and then then I realized though, I, when I was in my early twenties, I was talking about it, and it was twenty something years old then. Do you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like it's, it that endures. conversation is still happening. It endures. Yeah. Morrissey, um, I think the last show that he did that I'm aware of was the, because then he canceled everything else, and maybe he's picked back up again, I'm not sure, was the Hollywood uh, High School. Oh, right, 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 he right, right. Hollywood High, he played like the, a big venue, and then he did the Hollywood High, which sold out in seconds, and they filmed it for a yeah. concert movie, which oh, is cool. going to be out soon. Yeah, he was supposed to come here, and it was like I had bought it, like my, I bought myself, like my, I turned 40 last year. So I bought myself tickets, and I was like, okay, we're going to go. And then he rescheduled three times and canceled, and it was like... He may never... never yeah, exactly. You and may never ever see him it. again. I just made peace with that. A lot of my friends were... A lot of people I know were really, like, really, like, butt-chafed about that, like, personally. Yeah. That he, and I'm like, you know, I, I thought I had my chance. I met John Waters last year. That was kind of like the... Oh, what was that? Darling. It was what amazing. Was that? He came and spoke, and, and then okay. at the end, we went and met him. Fantastic. Yeah, he's just a darling, like a, man. Like, talk about... That, like, so the Smiths music-wise, but, like, from a movie and from just, like, a pop culture standpoint, like, to 
to expose me to counterculture, John Waters movies. Like we rented oh, yeah. from the from the VHS place around the corner in Myrtle Beach that had the little back area with Female Trouble and Pink Flamingos. <laughs> and like Female Trouble, I still say they made Hairspray a musical. Female Trouble would be the best musical ever. That play, that movie, so ahead of its time as far as like the content about like its comment on you know fame and, and well, Don out. Davenport eating yeah. a meatball sandwich right out in class. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's like uh, he would call me and be like, "This is pain, and I'm pregnant, and I want money." Like he does it all the time. Um, but yeah, that movie, John Waters, just in general, it's like. And, and that was kind of like that litmus test, too, back in the day. It's like I, once I found those movies, then when I would meet new people, I'd show them those movies. And I would know, like, I would know right away. Like, if I showed you Pink Flamingos and you couldn't take it, then you probably weren't going to like me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. knew. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. good litmus test. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a, they're great movies to, yeah. to, to everyone. But he is a, is a really sweet guy, yeah. too. Oh, so nice, so nice. And, and you know, of course, he got, he. He comments on bears and like in his movies, and he talks about bears. So he's like looking at us and like, you know, oh, right, we'll see what we got here, kind of, you know. And um, I, he was like, tell me a joke, because um, I, I had a shirt that said Ian Aber, uh, you know, a bear comedian on it, and I kind of wanted the picture with him. Um, and the joke I told him was that my uh, that I love a southern accent on a guy because when I was uh, real young, my first boyfriend said something to me uh, that stuck with me all these years. Do you want to hear it? He was like, yeah. And I said, I'm fixing to come. <laughs> he just laughed. He laughed. He thought it was funny. Yeah. I'm fixing to. I'm fixing to come. So that's why I love the Southern accents. Right there. I like that I'm fixing to. Yeah, I'm fixing to. That's really, yeah. Well, and I didn't know what to do, too, because like, it was one of like it was one of the, you know, maybe, I don't know, it was a very, very early sexual experience for me. So when he said, I'm fixing to come, I just kind of went like this. He's like, that's stop, that's stop. And I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't know, because he said, I'm fixing to come, and I kind of held back. Like, it just uh, makes me think you got to spread like a red and white tablecloth <laughs> yeah, out. exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> just wait, let me get some sweet tea. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> I'm fixing it. Okay. We have to do our show now. Uh, thank you, Ian. Yes. Where can they tweet you? They uh, can follow me at, a, at abearcomedian.com. Abearcomedian.com. Okay. A bear comedian. Or a bear comedian. Yeah, a bear comedian. At a bear comedian on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, do, you have, do you have a Facebook? I do. Uh, just Ian Aber. Okay. Uh, I N A B E R. Find me. I'm out there. And then um, you can follow me at Margaret Cho. You can follow Jim Ware. At Jimmy Shelter. And yeah. uh, you can download, or you can follow us at Monsters of Talk. You can download us um, on SoundCloud.com. You can subscribe on iTunes. Never miss an episode. We love our listeners, and we'll talk to you next time.